0: two of the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Each week we get together for three hours. We talk about the news of the week, the events of our often bizarre lives, and we do so in an entertaining, informative, and unique fashion. And each week we take a look, during at least one hour, at the race for the White House 2016. That will be this hour, and this will be a special edition of our weekly look at the race to the White House 2016, because I'm going to be making some rather definitive predictions about how this whole thing is likely to turn out. Not because there's any particular um, historic moment. It's just it's now become clear to me uh, where we're headed. And I did a lot of research this week to back it up. Uh, we'll probably get to that in the next segment, maybe two. Before we do that, Lee, I want to review how we got to this point, and specifically with my predictions so far, on the GOP side, if you recall, and you can verify, or if you feel like it, you can say, wait a minute, Zig, that's not the way I remember it. If you recall, when Donald Trump got in the race, I predicted very quickly that this was going to be a hurricane that was going to disrupt the entire process, that was going to blow apart uh, what, yes. sh- what, what should have been a path for Scott Walker to be the nominee. I tried my best to come up with a, with a plan to sabotage it. It was a good plan. It didn't get implemented. <laughs> uh, and sure enough, that's what happened. Scott Walker is already out of the race. Uh, I then said after the first debate, uh, when putzes like uh, Frank Luntz were were digging Donald Trump's grave, uh, I said, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh, no way. Uh, This guy is immune to any disease uh, because he has them all already. He has ultimate immunity. He ain't going away. Sure enough, he didn't go away. Uh, I also predicted that, thanks to his, uh, and you're going to be offended by this phrase, his Brian Williams problem, that Ben Carson would not be destroyed, but the air would start to come out of his balloon because of that. And that has, in fact, happened over the last two weeks with the help of Saturday Night Live, which eviscerated him again last night.
1: No one watches that anymore.
0: Well, we'll look at his poll numbers, Leah. I mean, if you, you can, that has you,
1: nothing no, okay. to do with it. Right. It's the relentless media. I, I
0: know they they, cre- they help create the narrative, Leah. I'm not giving them full credit. It's not but, SNL. But Carson has been virtually palinized at this point, point. Uh, and SNL is part of that narrative creation. All right, and then I've also said last week. That after the the chaos on our college campuses and the Paris attacks, that this was going to help Donald Trump greatly because after all, he was coming off of a situation where he basically referred to the most popular guy in the field, Ben Carson, as having the psychology of a child molester, <laughs> which is just it's just unbelievable. Are you not entertained? Uh, so you know the gladiator there, Donald Trump does that, and of course. Sure enough, the Paris attacks happen and as I predicted, his poll numbers this week have never been better, Leah Brandon. I don't know how much you've taken a look at them. Uh, I-, I know.
1: They're way up there. Look, you know, the guy comes out and says things that everyone says is going to end his career about Mexicans, and the next thing you know, an illegal alien kills someone in the country. Yeah, he, I mean, it's it's like he says something, and then there's an event with that me, brings it just into focus. Works,
0: you know, it's magic. Yeah, it's magic. It's <laughs> it's magic. With me, yeah. it's just works you know it's magic that's it's the magic of donald trump and i have been slow to embrace the magic of donald trump uh, unlike a lot of members of the conservative media who i believe are doing so for nefarious reasons that have mu- much more to do with you know basically their own bottom line and not offending their customers and hoping that he will help their ratings during a slow summer and early fall and and maybe even lose to hillary i i don't look at things that way my trouble with donald trump has always been twofold one he's not really a conservative and two he can't win other than that mrs lincoln how was the play uh and when i say he can't win he can't beat hillary clinton um and let me me maybe what do you mean maybe
1: i'm telling you i think that events between now and then could change that.
0: There would have to be cataclysmic events. Cataclysmic events, Leah. Uh, Let let, let me me prove my point on this further, okay? Let's talk about these poll numbers, because these poll numbers are astonishing. Donald Trump tweeted it out today. You know, great poll numbers all around. Today was his best polling day he has ever had. It is, if it was anybody else, if any other human being... Other than Donald Trump had his poll numbers right now on the GOP side, the nomination would be his. Anybody else, anybody else in the race, anybody else who thought about getting in the race, if they had his numbers, the media would be saying, oh, this is over. It is over. There is no catching him. Um, It is is astonishing. He's winning not just every national poll in a healthy fashion. He's winning almost every state poll on the GOP side in a healthy fashion. But and this is a huge but, all right. And I've been saying, as you know, for weeks now, that there are only two options here that I will be satisfied with. One is Trump wins the nomination, gets beaten by Hillary, and I can blame the the, the morons and the conservative media and the sellouts in the conservative media for selling us a bill of goods. And at least you know I'll get that satisfaction. I, my preference, though, is that Marco Rubio somehow gets the nomination. Unscathed and with a united GOP, and he beats Hillary's ass because he can do it. And let me give you a couple of data points on this, all right? This is amazing to me that, and this gets no play even by the Rubio campaign. We have two polls this week that were tremendous polls for Donald Trump, tremendous on the GOP side. So, we've got to remember, this is Trump at the height of his GOP popularity. In Virginia, Leah, you're from Virginia, you know, How important Virginia is,
1: and it's all purple now.
0: Okay, in Virginia, in a in a in a poll where Trump does fine on the GOP side, Hillary, fifty percent, Trump, thirty six. That's that's death. That's death. And this is is at Trump's high point. Interestingly, Rubio gets forty one, Hillary only forty five. That. Hillary at only 45 against Rubio in Virginia means that's winnable. Much of Virginia doesn't even know who Rubio is yet. That's a winnable race at 45-41. 50-36 with 100% name recognition for Trump is a loser. Even better, New Hampshire, another swing state. That is potentially three critical electoral college votes in a state that could go either way. It's winnable by a Republican. Trump Loses to Hillary this week. In a, in a poll, by the way, he's crushing Republicans in. So this is a good Trump sample. Hillary, 47. Trump, 40. They When they asked about Rubio, Hillary, Rubio flips it. Rubio, 47. Hillary, 40. In New Hampshire, which is a state Trump is almost certainly going to win on the Republican side. The data is obvious. It's clear cut. Trump can't win and Rubio can, but what's really going to happen on the GOP side? When we come back, I'll start to tell you what uh, my magic ball says. My my magic ball. My I sound like Trump. (laughs) He's got magic balls. I got magic balls. My crystal ball. When we come back on the Sean and Leah show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co host is Leah Brandon. This is our weekly look at the race to the White House 2016. In a few minutes, I'll be giving you uh, my first real detailed prediction as to how the the GOP nominating process is likely to go, even though we haven't actually had our first vote yet, but Frankly, I, I think we're we're on a trajectory now that can only really go in a couple of different directions. But before we get to that, Leah, I just want to give one more data point on the re- most recent polls that have been tremendous for Trump. You know, Trump tweeted out today <laughs> that he was beating Hillary in a uh, Fox News poll, which was true, and it's also rare. I think the last five or six national Reputable national polls have all had Hillary beating him. One actually had Hillary beating him by 15 points nationwide. Although those polls aren't that significant at this stage, but he yeah, was, I don't
1: remember any poll, uh, frankly, where he was beating Hillary nationally.
0: There was one, uh, wow. and, and so he, and he got another one today, and so he tweeted it out. But here was what was fascinating to me that he tweeted this out. So he tweets out this poll, which I don't necessarily believe this poll. This could have been an outlier, but within its own sample it's still significant he beats hillary by five points and i believe he he tops out at 46 percent it's the first time he's ever beaten 45 percent in any poll ever against hillary now that's significant i'm a former polling analyst from quinnipiac university which was a terrible experience but i know a little bit about polls I've, he's probably fired yeah well now the contract wasn't renewed uh, <laughs>
1: that's what they say these days well
0: i only knew that on the second day i was with them that that was what was going to happen but anyway i mean i've commissioned polls on my own uh i'm a very good predictor of polls when here's the problem when you're trump and you have a hundred percent name recognition and you cannot break 45 against somebody as unpopular as hillary you got problems but here's what the most amazing part of this poll is so trump is all excited because he's beaten Hillary by five, even though he tops out at 46, which is a dangerous number. Guess who beats her by more? Rubio. Marco Rubio beats her by eight and gets to the magic number of 50. And that's without 100% name recognition. I, I mean, it, it's so damn obvious here, folks. But I re, I am fully aware that the Republican base wants none of it. They think... They can have anybody they want as the nominee because they think Hillary's going to be easily beaten. And they've been fooled into thinking that Donald Trump is most well positioned to beat her. Have you seen this thing on Facebook that's been shared like a billion times that shows the alleged Electoral College map between Trump and Hillary, where everything's red and, and and you know Trump beats her like by 500 million electoral College votes. People really think that's true. It, it's not, folks. It's not true. They, they've not done state polls at in in like 40 of the 50 states. And if you're not at 50 percent when you're Trump with 100 percent name recognition, it doesn't count. It doesn't, you don't win. You're not going to win because here's why. When you get to next year, once you're the nominee, all that glowing, positive media coverage that Trump gets, and by the way, did you happen to see 2020 on Friday night? The Barbara- Oh, I,
1: I couldn't subject myself. I'm actually on vacation this week. And so on Friday night, I took the night off.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, is, it was unbelievable. Barbara Walters, and I got to give Trump credit. I have never seen anybody and I don't know whether it's luck or genius or something or maybe it's just the With me, it's just works magic it's magic. It's magic. I've never seen anybody leverage their celebrity. Better than Donald Trump. It so is true. He he leverages that because with he knows how the media works. They want ratings. That's yep. all they care about. And so he gets on Saturday Night Live, and then you know the next week he waits a week, and then he gets on Friday Night Twenty Twenty hour long special with Barbara Walters coming out of the mothballs to give him a Monica Lewinsky. Where I got to tell you, he looked he looked Kennedy esque. The, the, the John F Kennedy. <laughs> He never could have dreamed of getting an hour on ABC like this. I mean, his wife was suddenly Jackie Onassis with a oh, yes. with a European accent. I mean, yep. the, the grandkids, the kid—it was unbelievable. No Republican would ever, ever dream of getting anything close to that kind of publicity on a mainstream uh, network for an hour for an hour but but what ha- free 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 right he doesn't have to pay by, by the way that's the most amazing part of his campaign he's not spending any money in comparison to- all- free because the news media wants the ratings so he yeah. leverages this and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because now he's overcome one of the most important thresholds there was for him republican voters can see him as president and and, and and that was that was a huge hurdle for him but you know he first he had to get traction in the conservative media and now things like what happened friday night on 2020 even i could see him as president <laughs> i'm like what is going on here this is since insane
1: look but, there's a big group in birmingham yesterday that could see him be president for but sure but but leah
0: his Base, his base, and it, his base ain't going anywhere. All right, his base is not going anywhere, and it's about twenty-five to maybe even thirty-five percent of the GOP voting populace. That's still at most twelve, maybe thirteen percent of the general electorate. And by the way, the media is going to make sure that there's a hundred percent anti. Trump turnout if he's the nominee, which 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 he's a racist, a bigot, homophobe. It's going to be the moral obligation of every human being to get to the polls (laughs) next November to prevent Donald Trump from being president. He is the antichrist. Exactly, and so that. 12%, 13% 12, 13% of the electorate is going to get overwhelmed. There's. Oh, yeah. That's what they'll say. There's, it's going to be awful. It's no chance. All right. So what will happen? We'll get to that when we come back on the John and Leah show. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. In this hour, we're going through our weekly look at the race for the White House, 2016. And before I um, give you some concrete predictions about what is likely to happen on the GOP side, and we'll get to that momentarily, Leah, I want to just make one more point for tonight on the issue of Trump's lack of general election electability. And, and look. I want to make also one other thing clear. If you gave me a choice right now, right? <laughs> if 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 if, uh, if you told me right now, John, uh, you press a button and we're going to assure that Donald Trump is president, I'll I'll take it because I, I I think that that's a better option than the most likely scenario, which is that Hillary's going to be president. Okay. Oh yes. I, I, I want to make that clear. So I I would take it if if you let me you know have a freebie on that and it was you know one or the other. I'll take Trump. I'm a little concerned about, you know, what would happen with judges because I don't trust him on judges. Uh, And and by the way, we're going to have four Supreme Court justices over the age of 80 in the next presidency. All right. So this is a big flipping deal. And by the way,
1: but, you know, look what Bush did with John Roberts. Uh, You can do a hell of
0: a lot worse than John Roberts, Leah. Um, and, And that leads me to my second point about Trump's lack of electability. I guarantee you, not only will the media induce record turnout in the effort to beat Donald Trump, which would not happen if, say, Rubio was the nominee, but also I guarantee you that they're going to be Democratic-sponsored and Hillary-friendly super PACs that oh, yeah. are going that are going to depress the conservative turnout in Christian areas of the country they're going to scare christians they're going to run ads that look like you know they're not from democrats about trump's liberal views related to judges and abortion and things like that and he's not going to get the turnout among conservative christians that he would need perfect example I told you Romney. about Romney. Well, well, it's, it's going to be worse than the Mormon thing. It's going to be worse than the Mormon thing if Trump's the nominee. Perfect example, I already stated early in the hour, Virginia is the classic example. You know Virginia. Northern Virginia might as well be Manhattan. Southern Correct. Virginia might as well be Alabama. All right? Correct. And he's getting clobbered there. He's only getting 36% against Hillary. Why is that? Because he's not getting huge margins out of southern virginia where they're all very conservative christians because they don't trust them and uh-huh. they're not not they're,
1: many people live down there either well you got a mega you know concentration in north well that's mega. why
0: that's why virginia has become somewhat like you know lucy with the charlie brown's football exactly so, uh where we where, where you know early in the night Republicans always lead, and then in that last hour, Northern Virginia comes in and it's a title wave. Push the hammer down. Right, and it's all over. Um, (laughs) All right, so so let's talk about what's actually going to happen here on the Republican side. Since I've told you that I don't believe, barring a cataclysmic event, that Trump can beat Hillary, and I give him—I would give him under normal circumstances a five percent chance of beating Hillary, you know, basically a puncher's chance, because uh, he does change all the equations, and you know, he certainly wouldn't take her crap, and he probably would beat her in a debate. But I just, for the reasons I've already outlined, I just do not see it as a realistic option. So what's going to happen on the GOP side? All right, now, um, Leah, as you well know. Uh, In in stories that I have passion about, I get deeply, deeply, deeply involved. Um, Obsessively. Yeah. Uh, And and part of the rationale is I do the work and the research so that you don't have to. Yet, bizarrely, very few people seem to appreciate that and just take my word for it. (laughs) Even though they haven't done any of the damn research, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. They're still experts, which is frustrating as all hell. But this week, I spent a ridiculous amount of time... Uh, going through an amazing, I guess you would call it an interactive uh, app or a website that Real Clear Politics put together, which is really remarkable, where you can plug in the percentage of vote that you think every Republican candidate is going to get in every single state, mm-hmm. and it will tell you at the end how many delegates they get and who ends up winning the nomination. oh no and so i i must have spent i must have spent days
1: you didn't change your clothes you ordered pizza in
0: (laughs) i don't even want to say how many hours i spent on this thing all right okay but i went through what i consider to be the the two or three most likely scenarios and I'll get to the results of those in a minute. But here's how.
1: Oh, good gosh. Hurry up. I want to know. how's okay, well,
0: How's it end? All right. Well, I, gotta, I have to set this up properly. Okay. Right. So here's what we now know based upon the current polling. Again, there would have to be something huge that could happen. I, I don't even know what it would be. But barring something cataclysmic, we now know that there's not going to be a Rick Santorum Taking Iowa here, okay. Coming out of you know nowhere. If we right. if we if we think about this as a horse race now, they, let's. It's very much like the Kentucky Derby. There's too many damn horses, and since we're on in Louisville, I used to live in Louisville. You're a horse person. Uh, this is a good analogy. Perfect analogy. Okay. So there's too many horses in the race. You That's your
1: American pharaoh. Right.
0: Right. And so here's the problem. All the horses at the back, they're boxed in. They're out of gas. They're not fast enough to begin with. All those horses in the back, they're done. All right, they are absolutely done, and they will be gone if not before Iowa, they will be gone after Iowa, maybe New Hampshire. After New Hampshire, at most, I mean, realistically, I think you're going to see the four that I predicted for months now that are going to be the final four Trump, Carson, Cruz, and Rubio. You'll see. Fiorina, hang around because she's a woman and, you know, there needs to be a woman and she's looking for VP slot anyway. Uh, Jeb, if he decides to hang around he's like, gotta the, go. Well, he's gotta like go. the selfish bastard that he is, if he's, you know, he's, he will have the money to still be there. Um, Rand Paul probably will have packed it in at that point because he's going to have to start worrying about his Senate race in Kentucky. Uh, but other than those six, after New Hampshire, I don't see anybody else in the race. I think at this point, and I've said many times, it's all about Iowa for Donald Trump. If Donald Trump wins Iowa, and he's now currently winning Iowa because he did this incredibly Brilliant thing that seemed insane, which was he uh, compared the most popular guy in Iowa to a child molester, and he deflated Ben Carson's rate, uh, poll numbers enough to where now he's back in front. Now, Ted Cruz is making a run. Ted Cruz could win Iowa. I can see that happening. That would curtail Trump's trajectory quite a bit, because it would take away his offer of instability, but it would not destroy his base. His base at at lowest at this point is twenty, maybe even twenty five percent of the GOP primary voter, and and if he's they're is, dug in, they they are absolutely dug in. He is their man, and they're not going mm-hmm. anywhere. There's That's nothing right. he can do. I mean, if he tried, if he he may try.
1: Surveilling Muslims? <laughs> yes, we're in!
0: We're in we're, yes, more, more, give us more. You know, I mean, are you not entertained? I mean, th- th- those people are with him, all right? <laughs> and if he stays in the race, which I, I have no reason to believe that he won't, if he stays in the race, that is critical the, it, it, because he will clog up so much space that it will make it almost impossible, and I've done the numbers, almost impossible for anybody else to win the nomination without a broker convention.
1: Now, well, I think that's where we're heading, right? Isn't that what you told right. us, that right. well, for the first time in forever?
0: Well, when we come back, I'll, I'm not doing that. We're up against the break. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to give you in detail how this is all going to go down. When we come back on The John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. This is the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. This is our weekly look at the race to the White House 2016. And for the first time in detail, I'm going to outline how the GOP nominating race is likely to go. Again, barring some sort of catastrophic, cataclysmic event. Uh, The way I see it at this point is that, as I've been predicting for months, the final four are going to be Trump, Trump, Cruz, Carson, and Rubio, mm-hmm. um, and that seems almost incredibly obvious to me now. Now, here's, here are the factors that will determine... How this thing goes, and it's—I want you to think about this kind of—it's—it's it's a little bit like a horse race. It's also a little bit like a, one of those old-time board games where you know, if, if you go in a certain path, you—you know, you, you get a certain number of moves. You go in one direction, and you know what you know what I'm talking about. So, oh, yeah. so okay, so if Trump wins Iowa, which I think is. As insane as it sounds, is now possible. I mean, it was—it's been my hope that you know that, that would those would be the rocks upon which his ship would crash, uh, because of the name. Well, he called the people stupid right. for <laughs>
1: voting for Ben Carson, so of course that endeared him to Iowa.
0: Yeah. Are you not entertained? Uh, so yeah, I mean, you, you call the most popular guy, he says like a child molester, and you call the people stupid of the state. <laughs> And now you're now you're number one. That's you know it's just with me it just works. You know it's magic.
1: See this is why Zig, everything you're doing right now may not come out this way just because uh, wait of I've, the
0: magic. I've been I've been right about this thing so far. No no no. Uh,
1: I'm saying. You, you never know. No, there were a couple of times you thought he was going to be done No, I with never things said he that was he done. Said I, no, 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 Or
0: no, hurt. No, no, no. Yeah. hurt hurt maybe. Yes, yeah. I did say I never said done. Um you know But anyway, look, I don't want to get bogged down because I want to okay, get go. so So if he wins Iowa, um mm-hmm. then that's the lookout scenario. Uh If he wins Iowa, there's going to be complete panic. Uh, among the Republican establishment, and at that point, you might see some pretty dramatic things happening. That if that happens, we're going to find out how much Jeb Bush really cares about his country. Because if that happens, and Jeb's still at five or six percent, he better get the hell out, and he better endorse uh marco rubio the next day as a matter of fact there better be a joint press conference of scott walker jeb bush and everybody with an with an ounce (laughs) with an ounce of care about this country endorsing marco rubio um i I don't anticipate that happening because i think jeb bush is delusional uh jeb jeb bush actually told a fundraiser i don't know if you saw this leah told a fund at a fundraiser i think it was this week or was reported this week they said you know jeb um Could you be a little bit more aggressive towards Donald Trump at the next debate, December 15th? And Jeb was quoted as saying, by December 15th, Donald Trump will be in decline. Oh, God. This is Jeb Bush, who's currently fifth in single digits in Florida, 27 points behind Donald Trump. Uh, Delusional. All right, so here's what's going to happen. So that's the scenario that is most troubling. But even that scenario, Leah, because I went through the numbers— spent hours on this is unlikely to get trump the nomination outright because and here's why his ceiling if i believe is going to be somewhere in the 40s under the best case scenario Mm -hmm. and under that scenario i think you're going to see if everybody else coalesces behind let's say marco rubio and ted cruz and ben carson stay in the way that this works, it's going to be tough for him to win it outright unless he wins Florida and Ohio. So there are three basic things that will determine how this goes. Does Trump win Iowa? When do Carson and Jeb get out? Okay. Um, and, and oddly enough, I actually want Carson to stay in because I think Carson staying in blocks Trump a little bit because I think a lot of those people are actually would end up with Trump. Um, because of the outsider mentality that they have. Right. Not, uh, so I, I think Carson is actually blocking Trump a little bit. He's keeping his he'll keep his ceiling a little bit lower than it needs to be to win the nomination outright. So will Trump win Iowa? I think there's a chance he does. Will Jeb get out early enough? I think no. see I think he will because I don't think he's gonna want to be embarrassed in Florida. My prediction is Jeb sticks it out through super SEC Tuesday the the SEC primary in the south cuz he's going to be delusional enough to think well maybe by magic you know I'll make a comeback there but that's before Florida so he he doesn't he won't humiliate himself by finishing in last place in Florida uh, where he was governor for two terms so that to me is when he'll get out and that's critical because the third element here is does Rubio win Florida his home state and Ohio both of those are winner take all and if, if as long as Rubio wins Florida and Ohio, Trump can't win the nomination. I've done the numbers 10 times, he cannot win it outright. But here's where things get really interesting if I'm right, and the final four is Trump, Cruz, Carson, and Rubio, and all four stay in for the duration, Trump did something again. I don't know if it was magic, if it was brilliance, or it was just dumb luck. But he did it this week, and it I believe it was brilliant. In fact, it was so brilliant, it, it was an idea I had about Carson, which would have been a mistake, but instead he did it with Cruz. Remember when I said if he was smart, he would start talking about Carson as his vice presidential nominee? That would have been a mistake. I was wrong about that. He decided to attack Carson, which I thought was a mistake. That was correct. This week, he started cuddling up To Carson, I mean, to Cruz as his VP. He did it on the Laura Ingram Show. I don't know if you saw this or not. I did not. This was brilliant for two reasons. One, it establishes Trump as the alpha to Ted Cruz's beta. And that's Trump's Trump card, for lack of a better term. It is. He did it to everybody on stage. But it's a brilliant way to do it with Cruz because Cruz. His voters are philosophically aligned with Trump's. And, and Cruz has obviously been kissing Trump's ass throughout the whole time. I mean, he's, oh, the, sure. he's the only one that hasn't criticized him, really. So So he establishes himself as Cruz's alpha. He's the alpha dog. Cruz is the beta. He also gives Cruz a huge incentive to lay off Trump. Because if it looks like Trump is going to be the man, Cruz goes, well, hell, I could be VP. And, uh, you know, that's pretty good. Gets me out of the Senate, which I hate because everyone hates my guts there. And I could be, <laughs> and I could be the president in, in four or eight years. And it's, wait, I t- could sit in my own office right, and right. be by myself and think. Right. Cruz, Cruz would actually like that. And here's the brilliance of that. As I run the numbers, and I, and, and I, I went through the most optimistic Rubio scenario. Bush gets out before Florida. Rubio wins Florida. Rubio wins Ohio. The establishment coalesces around him. The upper Midwest all goes for Rubio. The Southwest and Texas area goes for for Cruz because that's where he's from. Everywhere else goes for Trump. When you do the numbers, Rubio can't get to 1,200 votes. That's what you need. You need just over 1,200 to win the nomination at the convention. Rubio can only get to about 1,000, maybe 1,100 That's where it really gets interesting. Because when you add up Trump plus Cruz under the scenarios that I did, you just get to 1,200. And that is where I think we're headed right now. I think we are headed to the most chaotic, (laughs) highest-rated Republican convention in history where guess who has the power? The two-power— Donald Trump. Donald Trump— and the news media. And Donald Trump's speech at that convention, under the scenario I'm outlining, will have Super Bowl ratings. Yeah. Super Bowl. And I believe— He better get a writer this time for that. It won't matter. Because <laughs> it will be the Trumpiest moment in the history of Trumpdom. And—, and the way i do the numbers if cruz if cruz is smart now see I, this 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 is i'm basing this on the notion that cruz is cool being the vp all right which at his age why wouldn't why he why not be? why wouldn't he be why I, not i think trump and cruz make a deal and trump just barely gets to the 1200 plus number and gets the nomination
1: now now it could be my dream ticket right there Trump Cruz. Yo God, yes.
0: Now interestingly, there's another scenario. <laughs> How hilarious would this Oh no, 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 I no, don't no. Need no, 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 one. no, no, no. No, 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 no. This is a, this you only have to change the numbers slightly. <laughs> and guess who gets to be the kingmaker? Ben Carson would have enough delegates to put Rubio over the top, but not Trump. So here you have the guy who got basically called a child molester by Trump. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there is a scenario could be the VP. Where, where, where Carson could end up, and you know, if Jeb gives his delegates to Rubio, you could have a situation where Rubio just barely gets the twelve hundred. If Carson, Jeb, and Fiorina all back Rubio, which, which is possible as well. The bottom line is, and I, and, and I'm somebody who has never believed that a con- brokered convention was possible. Um, I, I now believe. That something dramatic has to happen for us to get off of that trajectory. Uh, now, that's not—it's possible. That is, it is possible, but something dramatic is going to have to happen uh, because when I and I've done the numbers under every scenario—the pro Rubio, the pro Cruz, the pro Carson, the pro Trump. Every, all four of those, I can't get anybody to 1,200 plus in, in that uh, Real Clear Politics app, uh, which means it's going to be chaos, and uh, and it also means Hillary probably wins because there's no way you come out of that united, especially right. not with not with Donald Trump um, having all the power. And
1: they'll beat uh, each other to death.
0: Oh, it will be the bloodbath of all bloodbaths, um, and the and the media will love it. The media will love it. All right, that's our weekly look at the race to the White House 2016. When we come back, um, little issue of whether or not my wife and I should have a second child. On the John oh, I've been
1: waiting for this for weeks.
0: <laughs> on the Johnnie Lee Show here on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network.